Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. There's also the MLB season that is in full swing. Bet Online, your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games and poker games. It's easy to get started. Just head to the website today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Kyle, happy Tuesday to you. They said MLB season's in full swing. I said that, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's funny? I don't get it. The full swing. Baseball swing. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, I thought maybe you were making a joke because it's early in the season, but it's it started, no, right? So you can no, bet on just, it. It's in it's in full swing. Yeah. With baseball. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I thought it was I, I, I thought it. you of all people with your corny ass dad jokes would appreciate the humor that I found in that. And you found none? Or you were just looking for for you the know, shade at baseball Kyle, that you usually come to expect from me. I think I was just trying to get through the ad read. <laughs> <laughs> to thank the sponsor. Okay. I didn't think that much about it until afterwards. And, you know, look, it, it wound up being a pretty good pun that was in, not intended, but worked very well. Clever wordplay. I mean, there's some wordsmiths over there at Bet Online. So, tip of the cap, tip of the ball cap to them for that. You want to. Uh... Oh, I got that one. <laughs> you want to pick up where we left off yesterday? There's nowhere. Nowhere else to start, man. Yeah, we got to pick up where we left off with our what would we do mock draft. What would we do? So we don't care if your team would never do that. We're calling the shots. This is not predictive. Not a second of this is predictive. I I literally got tweeted that this morning about the the Vikings pick. Somebody said, "I, I like this player who we went over yesterday, but because of his character issues, the team would never pick him. Mm, doesn't matter. I said, that's that's fine, but it doesn't matter because that wasn't the point of the exercise. Mm-hmm. So we did one so, through sixteen yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Which means seventeen through thirty-two. We're not math guys, but we can do that. We can divide thirty-two in half. We're starting with seventeen today with the Los Angeles Chargers. So I did mine as the mock on Monday for the website. Joe, you did yours offline. Are you going to post yours? I mean, I could. I'm using the mock draft machine, so I, I could do that. Right, and I'm 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 just spitballing here. Like, I wouldn't even write analysis. I'd be like, "Hey, Jamie, here, here's an extra." Mock <laughs> I wrote him a three hour article this morning, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just if you're here, that was a very cool exercise too. By the way, uh, yeah, I've, I've last time like... we were here, every go go yeah. ahead. This please, is your this please. is your baby. Please. Oh, yeah, I, I wrote the, the last time we were here. So every time 
Every pick in the first round and every team's first pick for the eight teams that are not participating in the first round at this point. I went through historically and shared what happened the last time they picked in that slot. And I've done this, I think, every year since maybe 2018. Um, and so it's always kind of fun to, to look back and say, okay, last time my team had this pick, this is who they picked, and this is how it, this is what happened. And so uh, it was kind of fun to, to go back and do that, and you can read that at thedraftnetwork.com. You know what I'm, I'm hoping to do after this year's draft, and it's not related, and I know we got to get started here. But, you know, we, we do the last mock of the year. We always do from a predictive standpoint and try and be as accurate as we possibly can. And mm-hmm. honestly, we, we probably get tidbits of information on, what would you say, a third of the league, half the league, and then you try and fill in the blanks across the rest of it as mm-hmm. best as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. I would love to go back over every final predictive mock that I've done for TDN and look at team by team. 19, 20, 21, 22. Did I, get the, did I get the player right? Did I get the position right? Did they draft the position like in the second round? And see what teams I mock the best oh, that you do the historically best over mm. their four-year sample size. Mm. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Maybe content right, series, well, Chris. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you want to write yeah. that down. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. just spitballing. Okay, so let's talk about the Chargers. Uh, pick 17. I gave them wide receiver Chris Olave from Ohio State at 17, Joseph. That's a good pick. I he didn't he didn't make it to 17 for me. We're gonna go oh, with right. Zion Johnson. Oh. Yeah, he went he went to the Saints. Uh I'm going Zion Johnson, guard Boston College. Uh, my thought process is here is we can kick out Matt Filer to right tackle, and we'll be really set with Zion Johnson as somebody who I think is has a really big time chance to be an impact blocker at the next level. Mm-hmm. So I, I like how we fix our offensive line in two spots with one draft pick. And, you know, I'm always going to prioritize helping that quarterback. And, and I think this is the best way I can do that with this pick. Uh, Zion Johnson did not make it to me. Chris Olave, the pick, I understand you reinvested in Mike Williams. I understand you have Keenan Allen. I understand you used a day two pick on Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer's not stopping me from drafting Chris Olave with how the board fell. So Devontae Wyatt was off the board. Jordan Davis was there. That was a name that got some consideration for me at 17. Uh, but Olave is so tailor-made for Justin Herbert, it's not even funny. So that was why I made that pick, even though it might feel a little redundant to go with a wide receiver here. Eagles at 18. I went with another Ohio State wide receiver in this spot, Garrett Wilson. I just I need to know if you pick the same player. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, I had great. to regain my momentum. Yeah. Yep, good. You know, we, we we did we did the whole thing yesterday, and yeah, I'll go first because I got it written out. So, uh, Garrett Wilson, as what this is the third straight year with a first round wide receiver uh, for the Eagles between Jalen Rager and Devontae Smith, and now Garrett Wilson, but. If you're going to build around a quarterback or try to figure out if this is the quarterback you want to build around, you better give him all the tools he needs to succeed. And that offensive line has uh, some strong players. I know that we're getting ready to say goodbye to Jason Kelsey and Brandon Brooks retired, but um, you still got two really good offensive tackles. You do have Landon Dickerson. Uh, You do have Jason Kelsey this year. 
so let's get as much clarity as we can with Jalen Hurts. Uh, Garrett Wilson can be a, a facilitator and catalyst with the ball in his hands after the catch. And because of that, I like his pairing here with the Philadelphia Eagles. So your Eagles two picks are what? Lewis Seen and Garrett Wilson. All right. I am going I went Jamison Williams with their pick at 15 for my for the pick at 18. I'm going Trent McDuffie corner out of Washington. Um also I, I I feel like this team needs a guy opposite of Darius Slay, Steven Nelson, no no longer with the team. And um Trent can play outside, he can play inside. I think he can play man or zone press. He's a good tackler, good athlete. You just wish he was a little bit longer, but I, I think he's got a really high ceiling to be an impact starter at the next level. So perimeter help is uh, the theme for me and the Eagles. New Orleans Saints at 19. Who did you pick for them at 16? You drafted Chris Olave? Chris Olave, yep. Okay. I drafted another Big Ten wide receiver. This is my third straight wide receiver. Unlike you drafting four offensive tackles and four straight picks in the top six yesterday, <laughs> uh, I waited a little bit for a crazy run. Jahan Dotson from Penn State was my selection for the Saints. Uh, they got Charles Cross at 16 for me. So Charles Cross and Jahan Dotson, you think about a wide receiver to play opposite Mike Thomas, you get a replacement uh, for Toronto Armstead and Charles Cross. Uh, this team thinks that they can win right now. Uh, I think Jahan is a player who can both win in the quick game underneath and win vertically and, and accentuate that deep ball from Jameis Winston. So uh, I thought he was a nice complement of skills to Mike Thomas, and that was the reason why he was the selection at 19. All right, so this is a challenging spot for me because I don't have a tackle that I like for, for the Saints at, at this spot, and that's kind of their glaring issue. And so, I mean, I could try to force Kenyon Green to this spot, and, I mean, he's got a history of playing tackle. Um, mm. I, I, don't, I don't like it. I, I don't like it either, brother. Mm. Uh, I do not. I, I I think I'm going to go to the safety position for them um, and go with Daxton Hill. Uh, okay. Safety out of Michigan. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to force it. I just I needed to talk through scared, a little though. bit. Nah, dude, I ain't going to do that. I know they added Marcus May. Um, they have, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who's kind of a, a nickel defender. I think that adding Daxton Hill – in a contract year, Daxon Hill gives you a contingency plan because we know the Saints don't have any cap space ever. But also, I just feel like he can plug into any spot for that secondary, and that's kind of my thing with Daxon. I, I just think he's incredibly versatile, a plus athlete, super physical, and um, I think he can just kind of round out that secondary and, and they can figure out where to play him. But he is the best player on the board for me. It's at somewhat of a position of need. I'm not going to force a tackle, so we're going to go Daxon Hill. Did you draft a quarterback at 20 to the Pittsburgh Steelers? No. I did. Malik Willis tumbled to 20 for me. And this was the perfect spot to draft him. He didn't have to play right away. You got Mitch Trubisky on the two-year deal. Pittsburgh did not invest in Mitch in the way that we thought somebody might invest into Mitch, which would lock them into being a bona fide starter, no questions asked. You're going to have a running game. You're going to have a lot of wide receivers who can win with the ball in their hands. you got an offensive line that's still a work in progress, so the mobility is going to help. I think Matt Canada's offense prevents you from getting too crazy when you play Pittsburgh because of all the pre-snap movement that exists there. I think all of those things help Malik Willis. This is a spot, you know, 
I'll say this, and I, I don't want to go off too far on the tangent, Joe, but um, Josh Norris is pretty good at this whole mock draft thing, and he's he's pretty familiar with the Carolina Panthers, is he not? Mm-hmm. What's his big thing been the last two weeks, past few weeks? Drumming up interesting quarterbacks to try to reduce what the 49ers or Browns would want for their quarterbacks that are available. Oh, I, I was going more so in the direction of Carolina being a very, very heavy trade down candidate because Fitterer traded down four times last year in his first draft and they don't have any draft capital and they've been going after veteran quarterbacks the last couple of years and Pittsburgh, I I really like the fit of Pittsburgh and Malik Willis. And if Carolina is going to be in that market to trade down from six, I think they're a really interesting team to watch for this potential pairing to manifest itself in real life. I don't know that it will. I'm not saying that it will. But Josh has been pretty heavy on Carolina trade down talk. And he's obviously super familiar with that market. So I pay attention when Josh talks about the Panthers. So... I don't know, it's, this one might not be as crazy as a what would I would do scenario when it's all said and done. All right, for the Steelers and, and myself, we're gonna. I, I get nervous about this secondary. I don't. I don't like to make up of this secondary at all. Um, and so I'm gonna add a safety to go next to Minka Fitzpatrick. We're gonna go with Jaquan Brisker, safety from Penn State, um, versatile player. His impact was obvious at Penn State. He's got ball skills. He tackles. Good size. Good athlete. I think you can pair with Minka Fitzpatrick and give yourself two versatile players to just help you space the field better because I, I, don't, I don't like these corners. Um, Cam Sutton, Akella Witherspoon, Levi Wallace, you're going to want to give those guys help. And Miles Killebrew, the projected starter opposite of Minka Fitzpatrick, doesn't do that in the ways that Jaquan Brisker can. So I, I think that's that's kind of the glue piece that can help this Pittsburgh secondary at this point. I like this quite a bit, Joseph, and I also like this for uh, Pittsburgh's perspective in um, a game of safety you can tackle, so that's cool. <laughs> Always helpful. they don't have one of those right now. Oh, any Anytime we can get Minka slander oh. in, we got to make sure we do it, right? <laughs> I'm sitting here Googling what his missed tackle rate was last year. It was the best it's been in three years, so good for him, I suppose. Uh, anyway, New England at 21. Uh, I gave them linebacker Devin Lloyd from Utah. They've lost a lot on both sides of the ball. I didn't really like my corner options here at 21. Devin Lloyd, chance to be the quarterback of your defense. If you could get one player right, uh, give me the guy who's going to play in the heart, in the middle, and a guy who you know can provide third down value because what he can do is a pass rusher. Devin Lloyd was too good for me to pass up for the Patriots. I'm going with wide receiver Garrett Wilson uh, out of Ohio State. I think that Mac is just going to need more options in the passing game um, if he's going to have a chance to reach, you know, take a step as a, as a player. And I think the ability for Wilson to work from the slot, the yards after catch, the route running would pair very well with a rhythm passer like um, like a Mac Jones. So I think this is a different type of skill set that's missing in their wide receiver core that's going to give Mac his best chance to take a step. 
Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash belief. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash belief. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Uh, Green Bay Packers at 22. I gave them Drake London, wide receiver USC. We know they like big-bodied receivers. They've consistently gone after those kinds of players. You open your mouth there. You got the same pick? I was going to tell you, you got the same player, yeah. Yeah, let's go. All right, so I, I told go. you they like yeah. big-bodied receivers. Let's go ahead and marry our analysis and jump to the Cardinals. Go ahead and, and tell me your, your big talking point with Packers and Drake London. I mean, they, they need a receiver. He's their prototype. They need a volume guy. I just feel like this is a very natural pair um, should he be on the board. Okay, so Arizona Cardinals, George Karloftis, defensive end, Purdue. You? Uh, I, I'm not going to go that way. Damn. Okay, okay, that's fine. Uh, Chandler Jones is gone. J.J. Watt, another year older. You need something to work with here. Um, J.J. Watt and Marcus Golden are your two best pass rushers on the team right now. You need some pass rush help. And uh, again, kind of like the same thought process with New England. Not crazy about the corners that are left on the board for me, so I'm going to bypass them and go with a front seven player. Uh, and go with a hybrid rush linebacker defensive end guy in George Karloftis. I like it. I'm just going to go with a different pass rusher. I'm going Boye Mafe out of Minnesota. I agree with you that, hey, this team needs to find some pass rush help. And I I thought about Kenyon Green here to jumpstart the run game and just have a guy that can create some displacement. But my ability to find a starting caliber guard later is going to be much higher than finding an impact pass rusher. And I think Boye Mafe has a big-time ceiling to develop into, making him the pick here at 23. 24, Kenyon Green, the guy you just mentioned, uh, Texas A&M, staying in the state of Texas with the Dallas Cowboys. Is that uh, a direction that you have chosen to go as well? I'm going a different way on this one. Okay, that's fine. I'll uh, mahalo. I'll just leave it Leave it at that. Um Kenyon Green was my choice. You think about they lost Travis Frederick to retirement last year. Uh, They also lost Connor Williams and Lyle Collins. That's a rough 12-month stretch for your offensive line uh, to lose those three players. Uh, So while I do think they've had some depth and some opportunities from players to step in and fill the void, you need more talent up front. This team has been at its best when you've been able to run the ball with consistency. And I know Zeke Elliott – uh, is starting to tail off a little bit, but you do have Tony Pollard, who's a very productive pl- pl- ball player and a ball carrier. But um, Kenyon Green to plug in and replace Connor Williams was a simple decision for me for a team that's trying to extend a win-now window. And whether they want to run the ball or they want better pass protection inside without the penalties that Connor Williams had last year, 
to help keep Dak Prescott upright and help the uh, franchise cornerstone that they have in Dak Prescott. So all around helps the running game, helps the quarterback. I'm going to apply the same logic that I, I had with the Cardinals here. I'm going to go George Karloftis, uh, the edge out of Purdue. And I think Kenyon Green's a fantastic pick in this spot, and it makes a lot of sense to me. I just don't know that I can find an impact edge rusher later. Like, So to me, it's get George Karloftis here, who I think fits the scheme well in Dallas, and then I can find myself some offensive line help uh, potentially a little bit later on. So um, I just I, I want this defense to – have more off the edge, and I know they got Micah Parsons going a little bit in that capacity. Um, Dante Fowler, I mean, he's so up and down throughout his career. I just, I, I feel like this is what this defense needs. It's a big play defense, right, in terms of negative plays, turnovers, those types of things. And so I, I think George Karloftis and his high energy ability to reduce rush angles, his linear explosiveness can really kind of fit in really well with the type of defense they want to run there with Dan Quinn. Joseph, why don't you lead things off for the mafia here? Yeah, so this is this is a lot like the scenarios that I think are going to be there for the Bills, like the dreams of Andrew Booth or Jamison Williams. I just I don't think those things are going to happen, and so you're really kind of stuck in this spot of all right. Do you want to kind of get a a guard that can replace Roger Saffold after the season? Uh, are they going to try to replace Jordan Poyer, Tremaine Edmonds, who are expiring contracts? So do you kind of draft ahead for those needs? I don't know that they're going to. I think they're going to try to want to get something that can help them this year. I think that's been the entire theme of the offseason. And, and so as I look at the options right now available, the guy that stands out to me is Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver for Penn State. And I know the Bills have Jamison Crowder to go with Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs, but you know, Crowder's a one-year thing, most likely, and Dotson is that guy that you can groom to come in and be a piece of the offense this year, but it kind of naturally transition into a more prominent role next season when you also have Gabriel Davis entering his contract year. And, and look, I mean, how much can you pay your wide receiver core if Gabe Davis kind of takes the step that he's teased over the last couple of seasons? You're already paying Diggs what you're paying him. I think you're going to have to kind of look at that a little bit I think Dotson gives you an X-factor now, yards after catch guy, but also a guy that kind of naturally transitions into a a top three receiver role for your offense after this season. I can guarantee you this pick will probably not happen because it's both a corner and an SEC player, Joe. (laughs) So I'm flying in the face of everything the Bills have stood for with this regime. Kyir Elam, cornerback from Florida, my choice. Listen, the guy who's 6'2", runs a 4.38, has really good ball skills. You think about his potential to, to play with his eyes in the backfield opposite Trey White. I like this a lot, but I'll, I'll just say, Buffalo, last time you went with an SEC corner, it worked out pretty well in the first round. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we should try doing it again. I don't know. So, Elam was – Elam, I don't – like for a lot of teams, but for Buffalo specifically with a lot of the the cover three tendencies of McDermott over the mm-hmm. years, I like it a lot. And that was why he he's a little bit more of a scheme-specific fit for me, but this is the right kind of scheme for him in my mind. I would agree with you. I don't know if they'll do it. I, I'm bracing myself for like Kyler Gordon. That's kind of like the player I think they're going to pick something yeah, like that. Yeah, it like, they- feels like Kyler Gordon's either going to 
New England, Arizona, or Buffalo, right? Right. Like he got invited I, to, I dra- to to the draft. There's mm-hmm. enough smoke there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Tennessee Titans at 26. I gave him Traylon Burks. And I know you've talked about this quite a bit. So I, I half expect you to have Traylon Burks, but I'm not sure. Well, I was sitting here on the fence and I have to like, what's hard for me, this is what I would do. And I don't think I would personally make the pick. Like I would understand it. I think it makes a lot of sense stylistically for the way they play offense, but I don't know that I would be the one to turn in that card. And that that is a scenario that we're in. So I don't think I'm going to do it. Joe's not a bet on traits guy after all, huh? Very interesting. Okay. Well, Joe's Joe's talked a lot about traits with Traylon. (laughs) What, what traits are you talking about? Big and a decent athlete? Like what? Like uh, All I know is we the first time bet on traits came up this offseason, we were in Indianapolis, me, you, and Keith with Brooke, yeah. and Traylon Burks was the subject of conversation. Right. Don't make this about me. I didn't make the no, video. No, I, I, underst- I understand why you're saying that, but you know good <laughs> and well that all of those takes kind of came out before I did the deep dive into his film. And I, I did the That's deep fine. dive into his film. I'm like, oh, crap, this guy doesn't run routes. And he's a receiver, right? So I, I, I but can't he's, do it, man. Can't. But routes are not a trait. Run after catch is a trait because of how big and physical he is with the ball in his hands, <laughs> and because of your that, ability to run routes you know, isn't a trait. No, physical. He's got to learn. Battle. It's a skill. There's <laughs> we we got to get back on the rails here, but we we need to have this debate later, I guess. Uh, Burks. A little bit more of an athlete than a receiver right now. I think we can both agree with that assessment of who he is. But this Tennessee offense, Joe, you've likened it to the Johnny Smith role. And, you know, right. Traylon Burks, perfect. You, you, but you can do more with Traylon Burks, I think, than what you could do with Johnny Smith. And ten, like, let's be honest, Tennessee missed sure. that production this year. For so sure. Yeah. If, if you're trying to chase the glory days of what your offense was when Tannehill first took over and it was really humming, a guy like Traylon Burks can make a lot of sense. Go ahead. I'm going to go with Tyler Smith, um, offensive lineman from Tulsa. Mm. Maybe he could play right tackle. Maybe make. he could play. Listen, you're big. We're, that's fine. I That's fine. I, I love so Tyler you don't, Smith. You don't want to draft a receiver that can't run routes, but you want to draft an offensive lineman that can't not hold. Yeah, I feel better about my ability to coach that up than I do route running, which I think is just there's no rhythm or pace with it, man. Uh, I think physical blocker, athletic Kyle has disappeared. He's this. Hopefully we can get past this, this conversation and continue the podcast for the next hundred years. Like we have planned, but um, uh, Tyler Smith, I think really fits the style of offense, physical mauler in the run game. Uh, You can add him to the mix with Dylan Radunes, figure out where you want to play these guys. But Tyler Smith, I think is everything they thought they were going to get in Isaiah Wilson, but way more athletic and without all the weird stuff that comes with it. Jordan Davis at 27 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for me. I was a little surprised he got down this far, but I don't think functionally, um, unless he's able to keep the weight where he tested at the Combine, I don't think he's functionally as good of an athlete as he showcased at the NFL Combine. Obviously, that's going to happen when you lose 40-something pounds. Uh, but him next to Vita Vea with Indomitian Sue, no longer with the team. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Jordan Davis was my selection uh, for Tampa Bay. Build a brick wall. Kenyon, Kenyon Green, Texas A&M guards, my pick. I think he's a plug-and-play guy. Uh, coach Goodwin there can can coach him up and, and 
have him impact this unit, not maybe not to the same level, but in a, in a similar way that Tristan Wirfs did as a rookie a couple of years ago. So I think that uh, this really gives him a player to pair with Shaq Mason and, and pick up the ball running with this offensive line. Packers at 28, Boye Mafe, pass rusher from Minnesota. They obviously bid farewell to Zadarius Smith. He's here. Uh, he's from the uh, that same region, so that's a regional pick for them. Packers walking away with Drake London and Boye Mafe, a couple of big-bodied players to help the wide receiver core in the front seven. I like it. Uh, my pick for the Packers is going to be Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa. We can move Josh Myers to guard. He's done that in the past. Um, I get a little nervous about this Packers O-line, and it's been stressed a ton in terms of the depth in recent years. They got some late-round guys that they're counting on to step in and be starters, and uh, we're going to add them another guy here that I think uh, has a, a bright future in an offense very similar to the one that the Packers run. Back-to-back Chiefs picks, Joe, I'm going to give you both of them, Daxton Hill and Sky Moore. Daxton Hill, Mm, defensive back from Michigan. Dude can play all over the secondary, like you mentioned. They obviously lost Honey Badger. Uh, They did bring in, um, was it Reed? They brought in Reed. Justin Reed, right? Yeah. So they they brought in a safety, but Daxton, some think he can play corner, inside, outside, play in the high post. I mean, wherever you want to play him, he's a playmaker in the secondary. And then Sky Moore, uh, I'm not foolish enough to think that Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster are going to replace what they lost in Tyreek Hill. Now, neither is Sky Moore, but at least stylistically, Sky Moore is a similar style of receiver. I'm not going to call him a similar receiver, but the way he wins with the ball in his hands, the juice that he has after the catch, how dynamic he is as an athlete with the ball, I really like that and the potential screen game that you can have uh, with him replacing Tyreek Hill in some of those looks for the Chiefs. All right. I, I like the Sky Moore direction, so we're going to make him one of the picks. For the other pick, I'm going to go with Roger McCurry, corner out of Auburn. Um, I think, I mean, he's a man corner through and through. That's what the Chiefs like to run. Uh, physical, plays the ball in the air extremely well, and I think he can add to this mix at corner and potentially upgrade at least one of these spots and solidify the secondary. And we know that the the AFC West is going to throw the football all over the yard. You better have cover men. And so we're getting some, per, some perimeter help here for the Chiefs with their back-to-back picks. Okay, Cincinnati, Tyler Linderbaum, best available offensive lineman. You got Alex Capo. You could play a right guard. Lyle Collins at right tackle. Uh, you could play Ted Karras at guard. Uh, I think he's got enough positional versatility. Jackson Carmen's not going to stop me from drafting Tyler Linderbaum, the play center for this football team with him being here. Uh, just best available offensive lineman. Let's really put the exclamation point on the overhaul for the line. All right, I'm going to go safety Lewis Seen here. Um, think he's a downhill hammer that perfectly complements Jesse Bates. Um, I, I like him more than the corners that I have left on the board here. So I was thinking about a corner, but I think Seen is a better safety than any corners that are left and um, gives them a guy that can really trigger and fit the run from deep alignments, which is going to be important in the AFC North. So Lewis seen the pick here at 31. Detroit Lions, N'Kobe Dean, linebacker, Georgia. We are hashtag draft good players for teams that need a little bit of everything. The fact that he was still on the board was my best available player. That's why he was the pick. My best available player is Devin Lloyd, linebacker, Utah. He's going to be the pick. They need that quarterback of the defense. And um, I think that's exactly what Devin Lloyd profiles as. 
Okay, well, that's going to do it for the What Would We Do 2022 Draft Dudes, Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks to all of you for checking out the show. Thanks to our friends on Battleline for their continued support. We hope to talk to you guys again tomorrow. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.